a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. As we wrap up the program today, I have some uh, developing news on the story involving the officer-involved shooting in Provo. We're learning from a confirmed source the officer is in stable condition after being shot twice. The officer also reportedly suffered a head wound. It's believed to be from shrapnel rather than a bullet, according to sources to uh, according to a source with KSL Television. Uh, additionally, the Utah County Sheriff's Department will be in charge of the investigation, uh, investigating what happened today. It's a standard protocol for incidents where officers are shot. So the, the update here from a confirmed source is that the officer involved has been shot twice, also sustained a head wound, but that head wound is believed to have come from shrapnel rather than a bullet. As this story continues to develop, you can count on all the latest information right here at KSL News Radio and wishing uh, the very best to to that officer and his family, rooting for a uh, full recovery. Uh, all right, yesterday, as I was wrapping up the day, uh, I... I looked at my email and I saw something come through from uh, Senator Derek Kitchen. And I thought, oh, okay, a piece of legislation, uh, some sort of a new initiative. Uh, and then as I read on, I saw, oh, no, this is huh, this is about donating blood. And I, if you remember, last year, uh, not long into the, the dawn of the COVID era, <laughs> uh, I was brought, it was brought to my attention that, that blood donation was down. Across the board, you know, as we were instructed to stay home as much as possible, that ultimately translated into fewer people showing up to these blood drives. And there uh, were depleted stores of blood available to those who need it, you know, uh, victims of tragic accidents or who for other reasons uh, need supplemental blood. Uh, you need donors for that. And COVID uh, shrunk those numbers. And so we took uh, we took the advantage of this radio program and put out a challenge last year, a challenge which you met. The challenge was to just one donation a day that someone in the name of this program or on behalf of this program uh, signed up, registered, and donated uh, a single unit of blood. Now, the hopes are that many, many more of you were participating, and I'm confident that you were, but the the goal was to get just one one appointment booked for a blood donation. I'd like to start that up again today. So I'll touch base with you uh, each day. And uh, the, 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 the question that I asked was, if once you, once you sign up and book your appointment, uh, take a picture, a screenshot of your confirmation, send it over to me via Facebook. Uh, that way we keep track of uh, what we're responsible for and we can together, you and I, uh, meet this goal. And I was reminded of that when uh, the senator uh, sent out this email just yesterday, along with Representative Suzanne Harrison. And he joins us now, uh, Senator Kitchen. Uh, Senator, sir, how are you? Welcome to the program. 
Hi, Lee. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, of course. Uh, t- t- tell me why. Uh, tell me why this call to action is coming from you. What's got you so interested in the donation of blood? Well, I appreciate that, and that was nice to hear your story. I, I don't always tune into your program, so I didn't know about your effort last year. So thank you for doing that. Um, and happy to add a little bit of momentum uh, behind the broader effort uh, with my announcement yesterday. Um, well, you know, I'm a senator, and you know, my job is to represent my constituents and, and take their issues and their needs and their desires uh, up here to Capitol Hill and craft policy and engage in, you know, uh, self-governance. And weeks back, I, you know, caught word from a constituent, a group of constituents that. Uh, uh, engaged with Huntsman Cancer Institute, Shriners Hospital for Children, and a few others, and learned that um, various cancer patients are having to go out of the state of Utah for uh, much of their blood needs. Um, and I, you know, I, I can't always fix things. Um, most of the time, I can't actually. But some, you know, I do have a voice, and uh, I thought that this was a, a noble sure. cause, and I wanted to raise this issue up and uh, just make a call to action. I know that there's a lot of people out there that would donate if they just had a little bit of encouragement and yeah. and that's my hope is that if somebody's thinking about it or has the desire to help out our our medical system and um which has obviously been under enormous pressure with COVID-19 as you mentioned a little bit back um I just thought that this was an opportunity to raise that awareness up and uh, hopefully get some needs met and listen, what you've done here is exactly emblematic of what folks should do. When uh, there's a you know, see something, say something, that applies everywhere. You you saw a need, uh, you sent word out, and look at us here. We're chatting right now, and hopefully, uh, just as a result of this conversation, a number of folks will hop online or grab the phone and reach out to the Red Cross or ARUP and uh, and sign up. Uh, if you if you are Absolutely. looking to if you're looking to to book online. Uh, let me give you these two websites. One is for ARUP is utahblood.org, utahblood.org. Uh, once you go on there, you'll type in your zip code. It'll show you the different opportunities for an appointment. Uh, you can sign up there or uh, redcross.org. Similar story there with your zip code. Uh, Senator, listen, we have about 90 seconds uh, to go. I think we've put out the, the call to action pretty sufficiently. With these last 90 seconds, tell me, how are things looking up on Capitol Hill through your eyes? Well, you know, it's been a, a wild uh, 2021 general session, uh, but we're wrapping up our budget, uh, hoping to get that finalized tomorrow, uh, late afternoon, early evening. Uh, we're powering through Senate bills today and uh, trying to get uh, all of our House bills heard through committee and hopefully on the board and voted on. Uh, one thing that's different between the House and the Senate, over here in the Senate, we vote on things twice on the floor. So it takes a little bit more time for us to consider policy. So, uh, you know, we're bumping into a bit of frustration from some of our colleagues that think we're not moving fast enough. But you know what? Uh, this process is, is deliberative, and I'm feeling really good about some of the work we're doing up here. Um, and, you know, despite all of the challenges, Republican, Democrat, moderate, whatever it is, we're all working together and doing our best. And there's healthy debate going on. Uh, but that's, you know, that's government for you. And we're doing a good job. I, I'm proud of my colleagues up here. Outstanding. Uh, well, listen, uh, Senator Kitchen, thank you for uh, sending that note out around reminding us of the need uh, around this region and elsewhere for blood donation. Uh, my thanks also to Representative Suzanne Harrison, who did the same. Uh, the, the need is this, blood donation. The call to action has been put out. Uh, utahblood.org or redcross.org. That's for ARUP, utahblood.org or the Red Cross, redcross.org. Type in your zip code, make an appointment, save a life. Up next, Jeff Kaplan's Afternoon News here on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. 
Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.